0: Yeah, Welcome back to yet another edition of On Stage Off Stage, the show for, of, and about theatre. As you probably noticed, we've decided to uh, ditch the opening intro because we had a board meeting and it was a unanimous decision, we all hated it. So we're just going to do this live from now on. This week's show features a concert reading of one of the plays from the Wolfsmouth Theatre Company's last production way back in May 2013, 10-minute play by A.J. Sage called Extra, featuring the mellifluous tones of actors Tyler Twilley, Grace May, and Yvonne Fisher. Stage directions will be read by the playwright. Immediately following the reading, we'll be having a short interview with the playwright A.J. Sage, so stick around for that. On stage, off Offstage is broadcast on WRFI 88.1 in Ithaca and 91.9 in beautiful downtown Watkins Glen, New York. Volunteer-run, listener-supported, non-commercial, local radio. And without much ado, we proudly present A.J. Sage's Extra.
1: Lights rise on a man and woman at the center of the stage. Both are about 30 years of age and both are reasonably attractive. They are on the set of a film, sipping from large mugs of coffee at an outdoor cafe table. There is a large basket of blueberry scones as well. To one corner of the stage, a director, age 60, paces while on her cell phone.
2: But tell me how, now listen to me, tell me, Bob, Bobby, tell me how this happened. No, no. The optimal sunlight has already gone. We missed that shot. Do you understand? That was two hours ago. No. Yes. Tell me. No, I am not going to yell at you. Well, that is a good enough. Get Taylor on center. I'll kick your ass clear to Fresno, you imbecile. Is that clear? Now! Yes, I know. Happy birthday. I love you, too. It's going to be another minute or two. Just stay right where you are.
3: The director exits. Well. Yes? Waiting.
4: It's an art form.
3: I suppose so. It's too hot. July, you know. It's just... It's too hot.
4: You want another scone?
3: No. Thanks. I'm just gonna... uh, Then again, it should be any minute now.
4: Or any hour. Or any day. Get
3: cozy. I've got appointments. But she said stay put. It'll be soon.
4: Hurry up and wait. Hey, do you want to know something depressing? They've got this block cordoned off at a rate of $350,000. Per hour. It's been three hours. That's more money than you'll ever see in your life, flushed down in the toilet, all on waiting for some guy to get in from Aspen, or wherever he is. That's not even the right airline! She's a sweetheart, you know, deep down somewhere.
3: If you say so. Do you know what your thing's gonna be? My thing? You know, your, your thing for when the camera's on you. Your action. I'm going to pretend to fog up my glasses and then clean them on my lapel. Like this. Wait a Well, I guess that's not really pretending, but you know what I mean. See, I think it establishes me as just the right mix of pedantic and quirky.
4: You're overthinking this. Wait, you're new, aren't you? Oh, I- I'm not
3: new. Well, not entirely. To this, yeah. Wait, aren't you new?
4: Hardly. My credits include nervous woman and waitress number two. I was waitress number three, but then the other woman's kaleidoscopic up. That was a lucky break, let me tell you. Oh, look at you! You're so worried. That's adorable. I'll tell you how it works. Mr. Action Star Jack Tatum is going to be running down that street with zombies chasing him. We're in the background. Just react. If you're lucky, you'll record a nice expression, and one of the editors will take a shine to you. If Madame Director likes the edit, you're in a movie.
3: Maybe. Oh. Really? Jesus, I... Wait. I thought it was mutants. Huh? You said the guy would be running away from zombies. I thought it was mutants. Oh, I don't know. My
4: agent told me it was a monster thing. Aren't zombies in right now?
3: It makes a difference to me. You have an agent? Anyway, as an actor, mutants provide me with a different motivation than zombies. See... Think about mutants chasing you. Are you thinking about it? It's a less visceral brand of fear and my preparation differs. There's no rotting flesh involved, so the olfactory portion of my emotional response is- Or
4: maybe it was mutant zombies.
3: Do you think so? Oh man,
4: what? I'm joking. You're gonna burn yourself out.
3: Burn? My ass is gonna melt to this seat. Jesus, July. I'm from Connecticut. July's was always always nice there. You can't just keep people waiting around like this.
4: You're right. It's
3: unprofessional. It's ridiculous. I've got appointments. I've got an audition tomorrow. I should be preparing for that. If I were in charge, this guy, Jack Tatum, I'd give him the boot when he shows up. If he shows up.
4: (laughs) Jack Tatum commands millions at the box office by virtue of his name alone. Unfortunately, he's allowed to be as late as he wants. That
3: makes no sense. I can do what he does. I played Hamlet, you know. So did he.
4: Well, the fighter pilot version, anyway. Between you and me, his greatest talent is taking his shirt off.
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: Which is to say that he is profoundly talented at it. Hmm.
3: I've been I've been working out. I have nice caps.
4: Let me see. Ooh, those are nice. I've got a nice butt. It opens doors for me.
3: Only if you walk through them backward. <laughs>
4: <sighs> you know what? I did the math. He's getting paid 7,743 times more than me. That's my relative value. I am 0.013% as valuable as Jack Tatum to the success of this project. A toast. To capitalism.
3: To making our mark on the world. Wait. You're getting paid for this? Aren't you? No. Mm
4: -hmm. How much? Now, you know a gentleman doesn't ask No,
3: I'm serious.
4: 500, just 500?
3: Just 500. That's my rent. That guy, the producer, he said this was unpaid extra work. You met Hank? What? No, who's Hank? No, I mean that mousy guy with a cold sore.
4: He's the co-producer.
3: What's the difference?
4: Well, the producer he for example, and the co-producer is the one that has to handle, oh, oh, I don't know.
3: That's not the point. The point is he said unpaid extra work. Am I going crazy here? No, you're an extra.
4: There's nothing wrong with that.
3: So what the hell are you then?
4: I'm a featured extra.
3: You mean, wait, you've got lines? No. There's going to be a close-up of your face or something? I already told you. That's up to editing. Then what? What makes you special?
4: I'm not special. But you're
3: getting $500! That's right.
4: You see, I'm featured. Yeah,
3: I heard you. I bet they're all getting paid good money, too. The crew, the producer, the co-producer. I'm the only guy stuck here with nothing to show for it. Did you know I missed work today? Did you know that I get paid by the hour? This... Is costing me money. Just to sit around. They don't care. And just where are all the other extras? We can't be the only two.
4: Most of them are over there in zombie
3: making. Mutants! They're mutants!
4: Whatever.
3: This is bull. We've got the exact same job.
4: We've got different jobs. I featured,
3: yes, I know. I struck the jackpot. I get to sit around all day with a featured extra. Woohoo! It's all because you have an agent, right?
4: Well, they aren't free, and I'm very sorry that you're doing this groundbreaking piece of character acting pro bono, but hey, life isn't
3: fair. Oh, life isn't fair. Don't say that when you're benefiting from the inequity in question. Don't push me off a clip and then say, what are you going to do? Gravity isn't fair! Are you finished? Look, I'm sorry.
4: You're just frustrated.
3: Yeah, I'm just frustrated.
4: Life's too short for that. You can go, you know, just walk off set. You're allowed to leave. Find some air conditioning, go prepare for that big audition.
3: I can walk off set. I'm allowed to leave. You
4: don't have to take this sitting down.
3: I'm not gonna take this sitting down. I'm gonna stand up.
4: Way to
2: stand up.
3: I'm leaving now. It was nice to meet you. You too,
2: now go. I'm going. Where the hell are you going? I, I was just You're not allowed to leave. I'm not? No. But she said you that... have to sit down now. Okay, okay. Oh, I don't need another headache. Have another stone or something. We're shooting in 10 minutes. Stay put.
3: 10 minutes. That's what you said 3 hours ago.
2: Thank you, 10, ma'am. Not a girl? What's your name? Jane. Jane. I like you, Jane. You know about patience.
4: However long I have to wait, it's absolutely worth it. And Can I tell you a secret? I still can't believe that I'm on the same set
2: as you. A legend. A <laughs> legend. Oh, I hardly think you could call me for all the nice Oh, Jenny, what are they paying you? Wait, wait, I don't care. I'm going to have them double it. No, no, triple it. <laughs> Thank you. Wait a
3: minute. <laughs> Um, ma- ma'am, I've also been very patient, and, and uh, my fine, name is-
2: Fine, fine. Triple your pay, too. I don't care. Wait, no. Double it. I don't like you. But they're not paying me. I gotta get this. Hang tight. Keep up the good work, Jane. Hugs. <coughs> Talk to me. Hey, what? Well, why the hell was he hang gliding in the first place, you c*** So I am going to shove a boot so far up that spoiled S- of his, he's not gonna know what time I S- <sighs> S- sick of his was
3: Sycophant. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, huh.
4: Four figures, sycophants. I just recalculated. I am now worth .039% of Jack Kim's value on this project.
3: Whoop-dee-doo!
4: What percent are you worth? Have you considered improving your people skills? Hey,
3: that was your fault. You told me I was allowed to leave.
4: You are allowed
3: to leave. Well, I want to leave, and yet here I sit. So I must not be allowed to leave.
4: Grow a backbone. I didn't tell you that she agreed that you were allowed to leave. You implied it. I did no such thing. You
3: did. You implied it. It
4: sounds like you inferred it.
3: Oh, screw yourself. No.
4: Be civil.
3: Yeah, yeah. Ugh,
4: what's the matter?
3: I don't know. I'm poor, I'm hot, we've been waiting ten minutes for three hours. Maybe we're just going to sublimate and all that will remain will be our shoes. Why am I not allowed to talk to the other extras? The the mutants! I bet they're featured too. I bet everybody's going to take their paycheck and go out for a drink after this. Except me. I'll have to make up some excuse. I'm too tired. I have to feed my dog. Or here's a worse thought. Do I even have to make up an excuse? Nobody knows my name. Anyway, I don't like it when I'm hot, and I don't like it when I'm poor, and I hate scones.
4: (sighs) They are bottom-rung of the ladder, as far as pastries go.
3: These ones are stale, too. Blueberry scones. The blueberries didn't deserve this. They were fresh once, from the vine to somebody's hands, and then into a scone. People in
4: this town like to make believe they're British. I think it helps them pretend that the pollution is just fog.
3: This could be purgatory, I think. Come again? Waiting interminably in the blazing heat. Not sure when I can leave. If I'm allowed to leave. Ever. In penitence for, well, I, I don't know. You are allowed
4: I'm to leave. Waiting aid. for Jack
3: Tatum. Is he even real? He's a concept. He's not a human being. Jack Tatum isn't going to show up. But I'm here, I'm present, I'm trained, I'm bonafide. What's so special about him, huh? Well, the scene today, the shot, Uh, what'd you call it? A tracking shot. The tracking shot. I can do that. Oh, Madam Director. The director appears on the opposite wing, undetected. We're ready for the tracking shot. What do I do? We start here, right? And then I run away from the mutants. Uh, Watch me run. (laughs) Public. That's got to be worth at least three million dollars, right? No, no, five. I'll negotiate. I'll negotiate it down to four, all right? it's oh, so hot. He tears his shirt off. See me? I'm showing off my impressive abdominal muscles. See me seduce your secondary demographic with my- loving down! Point. You, are you seduced?
2: Calm down. Extras
3: don't tell me what to do.
2: Are you finished? I'm- all right that's enough i saw it. what's your name i'm that was impressive i'm
3: impressive really
2: really you spunk you've got a spark is what you've got
3: thank you you're
2: welcome well
3: well well
2: get the hell out of here you just trashed my set. But, uh, you heard me get out of here. What about her? She called you unprofessional.
4: Hey! Uh,
2: Nobody uh, likes a tattletale, buddy. Besides, Jane's
3: featured.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> what was his problem? Actor type. Yeah you know, I can't stand those people. Hey, want to earn an extra two grand? Of course. I've got an actress getting cold feet over a nude scene. Stand up for me, will you? Turn around. Fantastic. How do you feel about being a butt double? <laughs> oh, I can do that. a girl, you're gonna go far. Run along. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> oh, I hate actors.
0: And we are talking with playwright A.J. Sage. Well done, A.J. Good play.
1: Did I write this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You claim to have written this.
1: (laughs) I shouldn't be making any jokes about that. Um, Anyway, thank you. It's it's
0: good to be on. Good. Um, All right. So why this play? Where did this come from?
1: This actually, you know, I think there's a a seed of thought to, to everything, and this came from an actual film set that I was on, and it was a more of a 15 to 30 minute wait, but I'm just that impatient that thoughts about leaving had started to creep in. Where was this? Um, Oh, I, I I don't care to divulge. Somewhere, somewhere in Africa. we'll leave it at that. Okay, somewhere no, in Africa, I'm it, not going to... Okay. No names, places, faces, or anything like that. Yeah, but, it yeah, tells you know, us if it was a
0: student film or not, or... Uh, it might have been a student film. It, it might have been sound, a film. That sounds, sounds right. like a
1: familiar experience <laughs> around here. But, yeah, you know, it, it had been a, a longer time than it needed to be, and I was an extra, and I was wondering myself, you know, are you allowed to walk off? And that internal conversation sort of became the two main characters that we see here, and then the director is a quite hyperbolized version of the
0: actual showrunner. Right, well, one of the golden rules about doing film is uh, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And uh, you end up spending most of the day, and it's quite different than theater, where you're actually working most of the time. So what do you prefer, films or theater? I prefer theater.
1: Yeah, it's a a very different experience in that with, you know, as somebody who's acted and wrote and, and done a number of different things, um, on the acting side of it, which is what we explore here, when, when you're on a film, the rehearsal is the take. So right. there's, there's, there's a little bit of stress in that, you feel as if you're performing right off the bat, whereas in, whereas in theater, you know, 99% of the process is, is rehearsal. Is rehearsal, yes, so you get to go then, over uh, it,
0: and over it, and over until, you, yeah.
1: The 1% top of the iceberg is the part that people actually see. And and that's how it initially started. This was a piece that that was much more pretentious, and it was about film versus theater, and how theater is better. And and I I noticed that my tone was such that people would hate me. So I I, I decided to, to turn that intrinsic hatred against me into the actual character, and just sort of write um, a, a caricaturized version. So this is a
0: self-reflexive concept. film about being on a set, about a self-reflexive film that's about the difference between film and theater. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. and I, I, but I do think it turned in, it
1: eventually into a more human
0: Peace. Wait, hold on, hold on. That spinning noise I hear in the background is Bertolt Brecht in his grave? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is this post
1: And People say post all the time and I never quite been
0: sure. I've never quite, quite sure what that means bad. either. It's a nice but, thing to work at,
1: though.
0: Exactly. Sound smart. Yeah, but uh, well, it's it'll do two things. It will, it will either get that, you know, that other person you want interested either more interested or totally turn them off because you're being pompous. <laughs> I don't know. Post anything these uh, is is. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I think it's a, I think it's a real postmodern meditation uh, on the nature
0: of you know masculinity in the. In the, in the yeah. <laughs> something, okay. Something, something, something. Right. Let's talk about something real. What? Sure. Uh, what, what? else are you writing?
1: Uh, I, I'm. I'm in the process of trying to adapt a song by uh, an artist, an American singer songwriter named Warren Zevon, called Rowan the Headless Thompson Gunner." Um, Which
0: is an interesting topic. It's it's an
1: interesting topic. Yeah, I I don't. What I'm actually trying to do right now is I'm simultaneously writing it, is figuring out the whole rights process because you know this is a man who recently passed
0: away, and his family, his mm, estate owns the rights. They're kind kind of picky about people messing with their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I can tell you at least as far as the rights business goes, when you mess with other people, careful who you mess with. I mean, you know, Warren Zevon's estate is is one thing, but. Um, a number of years back, I had a uh, <clears throat> sort of a run-in with, a, with with a writer named Harlan Ellison, who uh, right. has a reputation in the world of being poss- possibly the, the worst human being who's ever graced the planet with his with his presence. And yeah, it was not pleasant. Yeah. You're also a director. Some say. Some well, say. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, let's 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 just go with with people sure. who say that sort of thing. Um, what do you like to direct?
1: So I'm inspired by absurdism this is a piece that borders on that territory. Questions about, uh, questions about first of all, what are, what are we doing here? Are we allowed to leave? You know, we just heard a lot about that, and then in- um, Just like the Hollywood, no right. exit. Yeah. maybe. <laughs> I, like I love no exit, and I love Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, as you Absolutely. know, and these are, all, mm-hmm. these are all plays, and I try Waiting to touch on- Waiting for Jack Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Where, yeah. you know, you, strangers waiting around for something looking for answers and then when the answers aren't there looking eventually for a departure and whether we're talking about just a physical leaving the set departure or you know, departure from
0: the human realm all right so writing process right, right uh, do you favor short plays do you favor longer plays i mean we know you wrote this for the for the wolf's mouth uh, yes play festival and they specialize in 10-minute plays but where, does, where do your play, playwriting preferences lie? I, I really think that you start to
1: write something and then it dictates itself, how long it's supposed to be. I, I've learned from mistakes in which I set out to write a full-length play, and then despite feelings that it was over after 15 pages, decided to soldier on, and it was terrible, right. and then on the contrapositive side to that, I've written things that were supposed that I thought were supposed to be ten to fifteen minutes, and then they felt as if it should have been a lot longer. But I didn't allow myself to.
0: This happened a lot when you when you that. when you quote misjudge the the length of the play in your own head. I would I would say
1: half the time really it it, it doesn't quite the, the length doesn't really quite match up to the form that I was originally intending to go for. Um, I, I think that this that the ten to fifteen minute range is a real nice. Catalyst for comedy, especially. Right. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I, I've seen people pull it off with a plum trying to do pretty serious drama in, in 10 minutes, but I think it's a lot easier to tickle people in that
0: time frame than to really punch them. These days, the the, the short play, the 10 minute play, the 15 minute it's play, it's in vogue. In it's terribly moment. in vogue, and for that reason, it attracts a lot of criticism from folks who say that. Yes, in that amount of time, he couldn't possibly reach the depth of drama or conflict that you would with a, quote, full-length play. I think it's
1: about the story that we're trying to tell, though. I mean, in this particular case, I I don't have any problem with this piece being 15 minutes long, because it's a story arc and it's a character arc that more closely resembles a scene than a a large-ish frame of time in our protagonist's life. I mean, I, I, I like the character enough that if I would try to explore a little bit more of what happened before this, what's going to happen after it, I, I
0: don't think that it's a closed right. thing right now. I Both ends of the yeah. play are technically yeah. open-ended because right, the yeah. characters yeah. have a history before they get there, and they'll have a history after they leave. You know, unless, you know, the man walks off and gets hit by a bus or something like that, but, yeah,
1: I think I, part of me likes that. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the things that really surprised me was that for, for somebody who shares so many traits with me in terms of actual speech and some of the thoughts that run through his head, I don't consider him to be a very likable protagonist. He, he, he borders on sympathetic toward the end, but he, True. Yeah. I, I really don't think that he was ever intended to be the guy that you're particularly worried for.
0: Well, it's never in any the protagonists have to be oh, exactly. likable. Yeah. Exactly. They have to be... Complex to a certain degree, sophisticated to a certain degree, something. So, what's it like watching somebody else direct your work?
1: No, oh, it's fun. Do
0: you have it's a, a lot of fun.
1: It's you know, you, there's there are moments both uh, due to the act to, from the actors and the director. There are, I think, moments of elucidation that you just never ever ever being considered. And those are fantastic. And then there are moments where you have to sort of clap your mouth shut about other things because I'm. Well, it's your plan. I'm I mean, a pretty firm believer in, in the sense in the, in the notion that the, the playwright's job is over when when it's handed over to a, a different group of people. It's a, it's a collaborative process, and if the playwright happens to be handy to answer certain questions about what's going on, yeah. and maybe pitch in an idea or two.
0: That's fine. What if the director isn't getting it? The director is not getting it. Well, fortunately, the director got it here. I think. Well, in, in this case, if, but, if, if, if they're as, not getting it, yeah.
1: I, I think you you cannot be afraid to pull them aside and say, "Listen, here's what's happening." But if it's a if it's a micromanagement situation, then you should just direct it from
0: yourself because it's yeah. Well, AJ, it's been an absolute thrill having you on the show today. Yeah, Thank you so much show. for uh, giving your play over to our radio audience, and uh, good luck with future endeavors. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks once again for tuning in to On Stage, Off Stage. I'm George Sapio. On Stage, Off Stage can be heard at WRFI Radio 91.9 in Watkins Glen 88.1 in Ithaca. We air on the second and fourth Thursdays of the month at 3.30 to 4 p.m. with rebroadcasts on the first and third Mondays. And don't forget to go to our website www.onstageoffstage.org. All the episodes we've aired previously are archived there, and they are available for streaming or download. Have a good week, kids. We'll catch you next time.